Summer Skate Studios, IcetimeHockeyWest.com presents the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast, brought to you by Liberty University. Bring your faith and your game to the premier ACHA M1 program on the East Coast. See us at Liberty.edu. Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com, your hockey superstore with three Valley locations and across the country at BehindTheMask.com. Central Oklahoma University, a top-ranked education and an elite college hockey experience. For more information, go to uco.edu or ucohockey.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas or 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson for lunch or catering your next office party. We are the best of barbecue Las Vegas style. UNLV Hockey. Follow the Skate and Rebels Championship Quest. For tickets and schedule information, go to rebelhockey.com. Top Golf. Play around. Food. Fun. Golf. Something for everyone at topgolf.com. Adrian College. Championship hockey culture and a nationally rated small private school education at adrianbulldogs.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos with Caesars Rewards members can enjoy rates as low as $10 a room. University of Arizona Hockey, be a part of building not just a championship culture, but the future. Visit ArizonaWildcatHockey.org. Summer Skates, order your custom koozies or shower shoes at SummerSkates.com and show your game in comfort and style. San Diego State University Hockey, Sun, sand, and hockey, as well as a top-flight education at sdsu.edu and sdsuhockey.com. Jets Pizza. Go to jetspizza.com to find the location near you and create your own unique pizza with all of our different crusts and fresh toppings. And Oklahoma University Hockey. The action you crave only faster at ouhockey.net. The American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh. All right. Wow, what an introduction. Um, <laughs> the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast. Scott Strandy with you tonight as I uh, prepare for uh, a game four in the Pacific Division AHL playoffs here in beautiful Palm Springs, California, at the Panera Bread in uh, in Palm Springs, Palm Desert. Um, it's all the same. It's all connected. It's 19 cities that make up the Coachella Valley. My co it's, over is always... it's over 100 degrees. <laughs> no, it's not. It's 80. 80 degrees today. It's beautiful here. My co-host piping in from Las Vegas, Nevada, Stephen Marsh. Stephen, how are things up in that beautiful, vibrant city of Las Vegas, Nevada? Well, it's just your average run-of-the-mill day. No, nothing going on in a few hours from now. Just uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> just gonna go home, and take a nap. Maybe is that what you're gonna do after the show? Just take a nap for a couple hours. Oh man, maybe. <laughs> let, let me tell the let me tell the audience just a little bit. I asked Stephen Marsh yesterday after he told me the uh, game two of the series between them and Edmonton um, was going to be moved to Saturday at 4 p.m. local time, Pacific time. Uh, 7 o'clock Eastern, as Paul Horn's team would say. Everybody knows Eastern. No, they don't. Anyway, um, so I say, uh, how's that going to affect you? He goes, I don't know. Uh, I guess I'll just watch the Kentucky Derby on my iPad from the arena. I'm going like, <laughs> oh, la-dee-da. 
Kentucky Derby dude is going to watch it from the press box at uh, T-Mobile Arena on Saturday. So, no. yeah, yeah. I just want to let the audience know that, well, that, that you're kind of highfalutin in that area. Not, not that I, not that I know much about the Derby. I, I do enjoy <laughs> watching it. I don't. I'm not a horse connoisseur by any means, but it is still kind of fun. And I, and it dawned on me this after, or when I realized that it was being moved, that that was the Derby Day because it was the first. Saturday. I'm like, it's May already, and it was the first Saturday in May. I'm like, oh yeah, that's the Derby. And I, and you know, they're trying to shuffle around these games and figure out what game is going to get that Saturday night spot. And and of course, Vegas and Edmonton, I guess, is is the marquee matchup for Saturday night. Um, after the Derby, now here in the states, it won't air on the same network. It used to be the case; it used to be a game roll right into the into a game from the Derby on 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 the other network. But I believe probably Canada affects that. So Saturday night hockey night in Canada, probably they wanted a nice uh, Edmonton Vegas matchup for Saturday afternoon here, Saturday evening there in Canada, seven p.m. start. So uh, at least on the eastern part of Canada. And uh, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah, on the western I, I, part where Edmonton part, is, where it's going to be a, a five o'clock start five for them. That's guess. why they're an hour. Yes, I can't get these time zones straight. <laughs> anyway, we we get it. So enjoy that. Enjoy the game tonight as things kick off. Vegas Knights, uh, Golden yes. Knights, still still moving along, plugging along. Yeah, uh, well, other teams are dropping, and we, we can get into that. But we got all kinds of stuff because we got a great guest coming on. And, and we've tonight. got and we've got the pro hockey. Uh, must report uh, podcast tomorrow, which we'll have more on, on the AHL and the NHL side of things. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. But anyway, uh, that's where you're going tonight. I'm going to see uh, the Coachella Valley Firebirds and the Colorado Eagles. It is an elimination game for the Firebirds uh, for both teams actually. But the Firebirds' season is over if they lose tonight. Uh, they lost a one nothing game um, in overtime on Sunday afternoon. So a little bit of shock waves going on here in Palm Springs, and they're trying to rally the troops and get everybody back uh, on it. But we're here to talk uh, American collegiate hockey top 20. They needed they need a channel in their inner uh, Kraken because the uh, the Kraken are are still rolling along here. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And we'll get into that too uh, yeah. after a bit. But anyway, we're bringing on Gary Astalis, who's probably still has a gold medal around his neck from about three weeks ago, um, as part of the uh, World University. Did I got that right. World Cup of University of University Hockey. Hockey. Yeah. Okay. I'll get UCO that. H. I think. <laughs> Don't say. UCO, no. <laughs> Michael Rivera is coming on right now. Then, if you're saying that, uh, anyway, WCO, 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 UH is the abbreviation. WCO, UH, yep, WCO, UH. Okay, cool. Anyway, uh, he's also uh, was a finalist for the Coach of the Year, um, who was uh, along with Wyatt Wasilenchuk, who we had on the show a little while ago, Michael Rivera, who we're going to have on in just a couple of weeks. So. Uh, some great company for uh, Gary Astalis, and uh, the uh, award went to who, Stephen? Yeah, it went to the Ohio University head coach, Lionel Moron. Um, Moron, M-A-U-R-O-N. Moron, right? yeah, I believe Moron. that's Moron, yep. <laughs> I don't want to make it sound like it almost sounded like it said, I was just saying Moron there. <laughs> I think it's Moron. But Moron, yeah, Moron. Moron. Uh, he was the coach of the year. Uh, this is the uh, third Ohio University coach to win the award. Uh, joining legendary uh, bench bosses Dan Morris, who was Coach of the Year in 2004, Craig McCarthy, who won the inaugural Coach of the Year award in 1998. As you mentioned, he was also in the company of uh, a group of finalists with Wyatt Wazelenchik of Minot State, Gary Astalos, and Mike Rivera as well. 
Uh, Bobcats had a great season. I think this probably deserved him because you think this is his second season. Last season, they they go into the tournament. Can we still say last season? The season we just the season prior. Two to seasons ago. Finished. Two seasons, Two seasons ago. ago. I guess I guess this, I guess the season's over now. So we have to kind of to go even further back now. Two seasons ago, Ohio 15 seed. They go into the tournament. They upset Wyoming State. They have a good run. Kind of propelled them. And then this year had a really solid season. This year they became the uh, the two seed and and going into the national tournament and uh, this past season and 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 did quite well. So, anyways, they finished with a 36 and two record. Uh, it was the 30th season consecutive season uh, that the uh, Ohio qualified for the uh, national tournament. If you can believe that, 30 straight years. Um, I'm barely th- I'm like 32, so it's almost my whole lifetime. Uh, 30, 30 for about half your lifetime. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. You had to go bring that up, too, didn't you? Yeah, it's going to be a short show, folks. It's going to be a single co-host well, here pretty soon, right? A single host, the way he's going. Well, that might get me. To, that might get me. <laughs> no. Get me to, no, you're sticking around. <laughs> no, here, here. And the ACHA's only been around for about 30-some years. So it's basically every, every year that they've been around. Uh, anyway, so uh, point I'm getting at, we're getting off track a little bit, but they were the uh, – they were they defeated three other national semifinalists. Minot State, Adrian College was number two, I guess. Ohio was number three. I, I get it all mixed up, anyways. Liberty was number four, but anyway, so yeah, so they had um, a good year. He's he's from Switzerland originally, and uh, like I said, this is his second season as coach, but he was the a third season with Ohio uh, University. Um, pretty good. I mean, look at last year. They were like a, a 21, 22 season, seventeen, fifteen, and and five, and then this year, this past season, thirty six and two. So and and they were a semifinalist in the nationals, so it was uh it was pretty pretty good. You look at some past winners, you have people like we'll even go back a few years, uh, two years ago or tw- last year, Rick Zombo won it, and then the year before that, Rick Zombo won it. Uh, Liberty Kirk Handy has won it in twenty twenty. Uh, Gary Estalas has won this award before, uh, in twenty eighteen. So he he knows about winning this award. Uh, Wade Regeer. Uh, won it in 2017. Rick Zombo won it in 2016. So, I mean, it's uh, goes back to Rick Powers, 2014. Uh, Wade Regeer again in 2013. So some legendary names winning this. Jeremy Goltz has won this award in 2010 when he was with Arizona State. We, we've we had him on the show, and we know his uh, big contributions to this level of hockey. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Craig McAllister, who's, who was the coach of Central Oklahoma, Oklahoma prior to now Michael Rivera having it, but he's won it a few times. So a lot of big names there that have been mainstays in the ACHA or in the past and, and even even mains, even currently still for some cases. And, uh, yeah, it's just kind of, kind of interesting because some of these teams are still kind of like, you know, they're still kind of the powerhouses of the ACHA. I mean, you know, Central Oklahoma, um, Minot State, uh, you know, not Lindenwood was until they left for the NCAA. Uh, and then we'll see if they feel the team in the future. Uh, Liberty, you know, so it's it's like the same the same same guys. But Ohio getting a bit of recognition. Actually, this is the first award for them, the Coach of the Year award, first time since uh, two thousand and four. So it's it's been a while for them. But so congrats to him. It's a it's a great honor to get that award. Let and me I, throw this out there too. Wyatt Wasilenchuk was a finalist as the Coach of the Year. Did you know that in 2012, 2013, Wyatt Wasilenchuk won the player of the year as a goaltender for Minot State. Wow. That's good. That's good knowledge on you. That's all those years of wisdom that you've developed. 
So if he wins the the coach of the year, he will have on his uh, his mantle the uh, player of the year and the coach of the year down the road. I think that's coming the way he's uh, the way he's running that program. Other two things before we jump into the player of the year, who also uh, comes from Ohio University. Yeah, it was, but, a, it, was yeah. a, it was a clean sweep for Ohio on those on that front. And the rookie of the year too, right? Same guy. Yeah, exactly. So, um, <laughs> that makes it easy. Before we get to that, I want to tell you that uh, um, the forward that won the award last year, Andy Willis from Lindenwood University, moved on to play uh, with the NCAA program at Lindenwood, and then this year moved on to play in the ECHL. So he he got a, a pro contract out of it, and uh, boy, was uh, Coach Zombo proud last night when we had him on the show to uh, to talk about the strides that not only Andy Willis made, but also Ryan Finnegan uh, in both getting ECHL contracts after the uh, NCAA season ended for him. So really, truly, ACHA players for all but one year, and that got them into the ECHL. So Yeah, um, Ryan Finnegan, I remember him. I think I interviewed him after one of the games in the in uh, He's the, a player. I, I asked Coach last night. I said, Coach, have you ever had a player as smart as Ryan Finnegan? Because that – and he goes, well – He's pretty diminutive, so he's got to do something, <laughs> as only Rick Zombo could say. And he said, yeah, he was uh, truly one of the smartest players he's ever coached and has so much skill he knows how to find his way around the ice despite his uh, lack of physical size. Yeah. yeah. yeah okay. Did. Yeah. So, so go ahead. That. Player of the year, rookie of the year goes to who? Player of the year and the rookie of the year goes to Luke Reeve of Ohio University. He this is a uh, he's the fourth Bobcat to win this award in its 24 year history, and he's the second player to win both the player of the year and the rookie of the year in the same season, joining Brad Coburn of Adrian College, who accomplished the feat back in 2014 2015, and he's now the fourth player to win both the player and rookie of the year in a career joining Coburn. Who's uh, who won a second player of the year award in 2016-2017, and Kale Delinsky, who won a rookie of the year with Minot State in 2010-2011, and player of the year with Arizona State in 2013-14, and Anthony Fiak of University of Rhode Island won rookie of the year in 2003-2004, and player of the year in 2005-2006. So it's pretty pretty rare that you win both, but this guy winning them both in the same year is even more un- uncommon, but this shows you how good good he was this year. Uh, let's recap how he, what kind of season he had. He was he had 75 points this season with the Bobcats, 30, 34 goals, 41 assists, and 33 regular season games. Had a two goals and an assist in three games at the uh, 2023 ACHA Men's Division One National Championship, and two goals and two assists in five games at the 2023 World Cup of Hockey in Carta, Romania for the silver medalists from Canada. I don't know if those last two factored into this award, but the uh, uh, but they added that in there, so it was good that for him to be able to contribute on you know regular season and then the tournament and then also in the World Cup of Hockey in Romania. Yeah, and he led, and he led all Division One players this year in the ACHA in power play points with 26, power play goals with 14. Second point, and two, I mean, it goes down the line. He led all rookies in points per game, 2.27, goals 34, 6.1, so, Getting the diagnosis is hard. So, you must so yeah, so that's, uh, that it is not over. 
We yeah, got a little think, background noise. I think might, is that our is that I the grand I, entrance of Gary Estella's yeah. making his making his presence known? Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah, let's not wait around. Let's bring on the gold medal winning coach for Team USA in the World Cup of University Hockey Games, the head coach at Adrian College, a finalist for the coach of the year. Gary Estalis, Gary Scott and Steven with you today. Thanks so much for taking some time out to join us again. I know your schedule has been crazy uh, for probably the last eight, nine months. Did but you get caught up in your sleep? Settled down. I was going <laughs> to say, did you catch up on your sleep from Romania? <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, guys, thanks for having me. Can you hear me okay? Loud and clear, my friend, loud and clear. Yeah, that's, it's been great getting back, you know, over in uh, Romania. I actually got way more sleep than I do at home. <laughs> uh, we have a three-year-old and a one-month-old so haven't got too much sleep since being back but it's okay it's, it's nice to be home oh well congratulations on the one-month-old i'll add the three-year-old too but um great news um i gotta ask you this right off the get-go we had kirk handy on last week and uh i asked kirk about his relationship with you and he told me as you would expect it's a very solid relationship and he said i'll tell you what he said i got a phone call before the gold medal came from Gary Estalis. Did that really happen, or was he just pulling my leg? <laughs> no, I, I called him. We uh, we had a couple of close games down the stretch, and, and we had a one-goal game with Romania in the semis. And, uh, yeah, I just I wanted to, to run something by him uh, in a situational, uh, you know, kind of thing. And we, we had five Liberty guys on our team, so I was just kind of picking his brain. And you know what? It, it's it's really been a group effort with this this whole USA project going back to the last summer. Uh, I've picked a lot of guys' brains, and uh, I, I know Kirk's been great throughout this process. And uh, I actually spoke to Chad Berman when I was in Romania as well, uh, picking his brain about uh, a couple things, and and he's been great kind of in this whole process with the selection as well. So it's it's really it's really a group effort. You know, it truly was an ACHA win, and uh, you know, I I uh, I really trust and value a lot of guys in the ACHA and their opinion, and it was it was really awesome to get their help uh, throughout this entire process. That that being said, how nice was it to beat the Canadian team? <laughs> it it was very awkward. I mean, I had four Adrian Bulldogs uh, on the Canadian team, so I, I'm I'm not gonna lie. It was it was uh, it was interesting and. Truzy and I are really close. Obviously, Canada's head coach. Um, you know, we're we're really tight, and we're we're chatting a lot throughout the the you know the games, uh, the prelim games and whatnot. And uh, it was awkward. Like it was it was definitely awkward more than anything else. But I was glad we got the win. Gary, when when we were watching it um, via the stream, uh, it looked like as the tournament went on. Um, the Romanian crowd got more and more into it. Can you explain a little bit about what the crowd is like and how knowledgeable they were in hockey and, and give us a little insight about what it was like just to be there and play there? Yeah, um, it was awesome. Um, you know, we it's not like we were in Bucharest in a huge city. I mean, we were in a small village of about a thousand people and um, a lot of people did drive in for the games too. There's a, a kind of a bigger town about a half hour down the road. But, um, it, you know, that, that first game against Sweden probably wasn't a huge crowd, but the rest of our games were essentially sellouts. And the arena wasn't necessarily huge, but it was kind of like a, 
like a cool like minor pro arena and um i would say it was it was pretty neat when we played romania in the semis uh we kind of gathered as a group after each game and they ended up playing the romanian national anthem then we all stood back up uh for the national anthem and kind of you know did our our thing after and i think we gained a lot of fans uh romanian fans after that just kind of showing them the respect uh with their team and their country and um you know i i actually got to meet a lot of people uh there's like a coach's room that we went to after each game and um it's interesting because that that area is very connected to hungary and i have a very common uh hungarian last name so a lot of people are asking me like hey when did you know your parents are over from hungary your great-grandparents and i actually got to meet a lot of people and um it, it was pretty special and after that gold medal game i i think i gave away everything i could my my gloves <laughs> track suits t-shirts practice jerseys uh we, we uh we gave away you know anything usa that that i could because um it was it was a pretty special moment for sure what was the what was the the language barrier like? Was there the people could speak English there? Or was there a lot of was it easy to communicate with the with the folks there? How was that? Yeah, yeah, it was. It was, it was easy. Everyone everyone essentially spoke English, and um, and it was cool. I, I got to learn a lot. Actually, got pretty close with uh, Romania, the national team equipment manager, and they actually helped us with one of our guys' skates. And uh, the, the communication was 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 easy. It was good, and. Um, you know, the actually the president of the Romanian Hockey Federation put on the event and did a really good job and just uh, just awesome to meet all these people from throughout you know different parts of the world. Let me let me ask you this, Gary, because I asked you this before you went over there. I said, um, were you worried at all about the different types of foods that you might eat? And you know, we know hockey players are superstitious and you want a certain kind of diet, but I assume that went off without a hitch as well. Yeah. So it was, um, there was like a restaurant, like maybe dorm style cafeteria where all the teams, uh, you know, ate at. And for me, it was like, man, it was like Christmas dinner every (laughs) single day. I was in heaven. Like we had chicken paprikash and like a lot of traditional, you know, European soups and, um, uh, dumplings. And I, I was in heaven, but I could tell some of the guys by maybe, you know, day five or day six, there was like these, um, I would call them like food trucks where they had, um, like pitas and, um, like wraps and, uh, hamburgers, hot dogs, things like that. So I think by day five or six, some of the guys were, were going over there to, to get something <laughs> different. But, uh, for me, it was great. I, I, I could, uh, I could do that stuff every day. Now here's the big question: Did you see a McDonald's while you were out there? <laughs> no, no, no. You know what? I, I think in Bucharest we drove by one, but um, there was like a KFC like 20 minutes away. Some of the parents stayed in the bigger city, uh, about 20 minutes, 30 minutes down the road, so they had a KFC. And I think there was a Burger King in the airport, but no, it was. Uh, we we there was a couple restaurants in Carta, like in the hotel. We went out and got pizza, me, Ribs, and Frankie. I uh, got pizza a couple nights, but um, no, no fast food really. That's for sure. 
Okay, so I got to ask you about that. You brought it up. Uh, for those that don't know, tell us about the relationship, first of all, between you and Frank, because you are a little closer than just comrade coaches. But um, and then and then Michael Rivera as well, because I, I could tell Gary I, as soon as that roster was announced and the coaching staff was announced, I thought this is a winning roster because I think I know you guys a little bit. And um, I thought you guys did a fantastic job both on and off the ice. So talk a little bit about your uh, your assistant coaches. Yeah, well, I, I kind of got to meet Ribs uh, this summer um, when we were kind of going through the selection process, and, like, we kind of hit it off um, right off the bat, and I, I knew this guy would, would thrive uh, coaching uh, on this team. And he's, like, he's such a good dude. Like, he um, <laughs> I agree. like, just selfless and um, – like he's just intelligent and like like salt of the earth like one of the like the nicest guys you're gonna meet and he's such a good guy in this game and uh so i so like as we kind of got closer through this process like after christmas towards the end of the year like i started calling him for even like uh personal like advice or thoughts and things are run by him not even just for usa but for my team at adrian and um we got to room together in Carta and um, I don't even know if Ribs knows this, but he, they like, they didn't have a room for each of us right away. And they couldn't, they couldn't get us our own rooms until I think like the second or third day. And Brian Moran was like, Hey, like your room's ready. It's over at this other hotel. And I was like, no, man, like I'm going to pick this guy's brain for 10 days straight <laughs> and, and learn as much as I can. And uh, maybe I told him like after we won the gold medal, I was like, yeah, I could have went somewhere <laughs> else. Like I'm staying in the bunker with you guys. And, and Frankie and Brian were down, down the, uh, the, the hall. And I don't think Brian ended up going to the other hotel either. I think he stayed too. He was doing all the video. So it was kind of us four. We, we weren't with the guys in the dorms. We were kind of in like, like kind of like an apartment I guess you could say and um and it was great and and it was it was really fun going to you know doing this with them and then obviously I know Frankie for a long time his cousin stood up in my wedding I've known the family forever um our dads grew up in the same area and um uh, and I think I mentioned to you Frankie's dad's kind of like a coaching legend where where I grew up so Frankie, um, I would call, I would say, you know, he was like the dad of our, our group. He was always, uh, you know, the last one out the door, making sure we had everything, making sure everything was good to go. And, um, and Frankie is like one of the nicest guys you're going to ever meet too. And I think like for us, like how do, how can we build culture in such a short amount of time? And I think, the boys saw how close we were, uh, like, like as soon as we got to Albany, I think the guys could even see how much we were enjoying spending time with each other. And I think that that fed off to them too. And it was, um, it was pretty special just to kind of do this all together. And I definitely hope our, our paths will cross again here down the road one day. All right. Let me ask you about we before we had you come on. Uh, we talked about the the coach of the year going to uh, 
to Moran uh, from Ohio. And, and of course, um, you and uh, Wyatt and, and Mike Rivera named as a, um, runners up, I guess, or so to speak, finalists, I guess is what I'm saying. How much do you like look forward to these awards? Or is it, it's, uh, you know, we talk about your relationship with Frank and you talk about all this relationship with these other coaches. I guess it's kind of like almost like a big uh, fraternity of coaches. And yes, you all are competitive and you want to win and stuff, but you guys are also rooting for each other too, I would think, right? In most cases, the other coaches. Yeah, for sure. I, I think I'd have, I'd, I'd have to ask uh, Brian, but I think it's Leo or um, Revs I voted for for Coach of the Year. But, like, Leo did such a good job. Like, you see how, mu- how many strides, like, that team took um, just from, you know, last year to this year. And you do. Like, you, you get close with these guys. Um, you see them all at the same – like, the grinders that are out at the showcases recruiting – and like it's a grind and um you know you always you always look forward to like catching up with uh like these are guys you're obviously battling against and like you know recruiting against or playing against but there's like those group of guys that you genuinely look forward to whether it's you know florida for the convention or uh the showcases or maybe you're playing like there's that really good chicago showcase that uh, joe caprio puts on and you do. You enjoy catching up with them and, and seeing how they're doing or the, how their family's doing, and um, and in a sense, you know, root for them to be successful. So, uh, like, there's there's so many, you know, good guys, you know, in this group, and um, and again, I, I leaned on those guys, like not just our staff, but you know, whether it's Kirk or or Berms in Arizona or John Hogan in Maryville, like, you know, you, you lean on those guys and it's definitely a fraternity of coaches, if you will. Gary, when I opened up the, uh, the website at Adrian college and saw you between four team, four players from team USA and four from team Canada, you mentioned to us how awkward it was, but there also had to be a huge sense of pride knowing that you guys have produced, uh, international, um, players stars yeah yeah and like really really good kids too like i mean in 100 percent biasness i'd love to send even more than eight uh because like you know at adrian we do have such a good group of kids that they work hard and they grind and they're good people uh but i was very proud of of those eight um and, and shelly Sheldon Nolan wearing the C, uh, C for Canada, uh, man, like I uh, just seeing that I, I was kind of beaming with pride because that kid is like such a good human being and works his, his tail off in the weight room or uh, practice or games. And, um, you know, I was happy for Deco and goal and the Cesare and Mateo on, on team Canada. Like all four of those guys are, are, uh, you know, really good dudes. So it was, it was awesome uh, playing against them. I, I remember, like, going into that gold medal game. I saw them, and, like, I had to give them a quick knock and tell them good luck because I, I wanted to make sure they they knew I was still still rooting, rooting for them to play well. And I was checking in on them, too, like, throughout the tournament and making sure everything was, was going good for them and, and making sure that, you know, I was another layer of support for them as well there. So, a lot of pride and and uh, yeah, it's definitely very special for sure. 
And speaking of prides, tell us about the medal. How is is the is it was it a heavy medal? And, and did you get one? Because I know like with the the, the Olympics, coaches and stuff usually don't get the medals. Usually just the athletes. But hopefully in this sort of setting, you at least got a, a, your hands on one. Yeah. Yep. I got got my hands on one. It's it's been uh, it's been nut like nuts since I got back. I gave a lot of stuff to my dad and my brother, and I have the medal in my house somewhere, but. I'm not, I'm not sure exactly where it's at, but eventually I'm going to get to, once life settles down, uh, Paul Heber ordered all of us, U.S. the coaches, he ordered all the coaches uh, USA jerseys. So I am going to get the jersey framed with the medal uh, once kind of life settles down here a little bit. Yeah, that's good stuff. Um, okay, so I got to ask you a little bit about the uh, – the entire event because we like to look behind the scenes a little bit. And I know when you were on the bus on the way to the airport and we were chatting, um, I don't think there's any apprehension in you. I think you were just excited to go over there and you weren't, am I reading that right? Or or were there part of you that was like, you know, this is a little bit different. No, no. Yeah. I was, I was excited. Um, You know, we've been, kind of piecing this together since since june or july so um you know i I was excited um it was you know kind of a once in a lifetime opportunity um you know i've i've been on like the the selection process in, in the past but never asked to be a coach uh in these international events so um just getting that call just um just truly like grateful for the opportunity and um and you know i have a great support staff back home uh, you know my wife was all in kind of right right from the beginning and both my mother and my mother-in-law uh, moved into our house for those 12 days or whatever it was so it was uh it was really easy to to say yes okay i gotta ask this as a follow-up then uh, just a couple of things. Was there anything that surprised you first on the ice, second off the ice? Something that just totally said, whoa, I didn't expect this. Uh, on the ice, I was very fortunate. Like, it, it was not a true Olympic ice. Like, it was probably more hybrid. So, I, that, I thought that was a huge advantage for us in Canada because we were kind of thinking, like, you know, full possession for the other team behind the net. We'd have to go into, like, a, a trap and just some different thoughts. So that was kind of nice that it was more of a hybrid. Um, off the ice, I, I guess I was surprised, like, how much support there was for the tournament. Um, I remember walking out of an early game that I went and, and I went and watched, and uh, a kid and a dad, kid, uh, there's a dad with two young boys, and he turned around and said, that's USA coach and I took a picture with them and I was just shocked at like how many people were coming to this really small town to to watch this event like the support was like incredible and uh like I don't think the the kids like I don't think they'll forget this experience like um of you know even the people in Romania singing our national anthem after we won or they're throwing a whole bunch of candies on the ice when the final buzzer went like there, those are things that I, you know, will always remember. And so I think just the support for the tournament um, was something that I'll never forget. 
And then the other thing, just bringing in 22 guys from different teams, different countries, all coming in together. Like there was no, there was no, uh, like no bad vibes. Like everyone was all in, like, these are good kids. These are hardworking kids. We didn't have one issue over there, like at all. And I think just all these kids buying in to do something and be part of something special and be a part of this. Uh, I, I was a little surprised by that because I, I thought we'd have a hiccup here, a hiccup there. And uh, that, that was shocking to me, too. Okay, so I got to ask you this. Um, any recruiting going on over there? You find any good um, uh, European players that may want to come over and become Bulldogs? <laughs> uh, no recruiting over there, really. There, There is a few guys that uh, in the States that um, that I actually will kind of follow up on and see see how it goes. But a lot of those kids over there, like you can play college and like some sort of minor pro at the same time. So like some of those kids um, are already like close to being done with school or in a grad program. Uh, but some of those younger kids, I think like they're doing the online schooling, and even playing juniors in the state. So maybe it's more possible, but not a, not a ton of recruiting. No. All right, I want to ask you this because this kind of came out last week on the uh, on our uh, UNLV student uh, run uh, 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 sports show that they do here uh, with UNLV goaltender Landon Pavelson announcing that he's going to be retiring from hockey. I guess he's been having some injury stuff that is just too much to handle. And I know you had him on your roster for Team USA. So, um, you know, how big was he during the tournament run with the goaltend him and the other goaltenders you had, and and uh, and, and and now that he's going to be retiring, I guess, from playing hockey going forward. Yeah, he he told me after the tournament. I, I had no idea that that he was doing that. But um, yeah, like we had three great goalies. Um, you know, going going back, I probably would have tweaked, you know, something here or something there. Like you always, you know, go look back and how could I have changed something here or there? But like Pavs, man, he's uh, he's great. Like he made one really big save. I think it was in the semifinal game. With like a minute left, uh, that was like a post-to-post, -post, I think, huge blocker save. He was really good for us. Um, and then he actually broke his skate in the first game and got like a little minor injury because uh, I, I think initially like we might have been playing Pavs maybe like every game. And, um, and so Ty Barnhill came in for the second game. And I thought he played really well. And uh, I would have liked to get uh, – Bressy in there for one as well because he's really good and he was we we scrimmaged Canada in uh, in Albany before we came over and and Devin looked really good and I remember when we we traveled to Pittsburgh this year for Adrian and Bressy was a stud like he he was so good against us and so we we really did have three solid goalies that we could have went with but uh, ultimately kind of Pavs you know, played those games down the stretch and, and he was fantastic. And, um, and, uh, and yeah, he, he ended up letting me know he, he wasn't, he's going to be done playing, but it's interesting. Cause when you, when you get these, when I, when we had these kids on the zoom calls 
it's like, hey, any questions? Anyone's got anything? Crickets. Like, we're in Albany for the first couple of days. <laughs> we're doing some team bonding. It's like, hey, coach, how are you? Good. How are you? Good. And that's it. And then by, like, the semis and the finals, these kids, like, they really open up and they don't stop talking. So I, it was kind of cool to, like, see, you know, how much all the kids, how much they got closer and their relationships developed. And, um, and yeah, it was uh, – it was it was pretty special for sure, and you saw that with the with the teammates themselves, right? That as the tournament went on, as they had the chance to be together, that they really formed a a, a kinship, a bondship with each other uh, as as a, as a as a team. So our our second, I think it was our second day there. Colin Baird, our captain, came up to me and in the cafeteria, and was like, "Hey." Like, I think, I think, I can't remember exactly how it went, but like, I think things are going really well. Like, I think we're really happy with where we're at and we're kind of ready to go. Like, kind of like, you know, was like pumped up and ready to, ready to rock. And I said, you know why, like, why this is like, and me, Ribs, and Frankie were talking about this before Colin came over to us. And we said, you know why, like, you can already tell, like, this group is special and why we're going to do well. And like, why? He goes, well, we have five Liberty guys on our team. And we had and we had four Adrian guys. And I said, I want to look. There's like 18 tables and four people sit at a table. And we are at lunch. And I said, there's not one Liberty guy sitting at the same table. And he's like, oh, I didn't even notice that. And I said, look at the Adrian guys. You have four guys, all different tables. And then when we were in Albany in our first meeting, everyone was just in their cliques. Like everyone was just sitting with their own teammates. And I was like, that was a really good sign that like, okay, they're branching out. They're talking to people that they wouldn't normally talk to and they're gelling and they're bonding. And I, I thought that was like the light bulb moment for us. Like, yeah, these, these guys are like, they're, the relationships are developing and, you know, we, we have something here. Wow. That's uh that's really cool to hear. Uh, I'm going to let you go on this one. Um, when you looked at it, uh, a lot of people look from the outside. They go, yeah, it's going to be Canada, uh, USA, battling it out for gold. Um, but I thought the competition, Gary, was a lot better than people maybe expected. Certainly over here in the States, it, it wasn't just clear cut that it was going to be Canada, Team USA, was it? No. It, this was really good competition. Like Romania beat Canada in that opening ceremony. Yeah, that's what I'm talking uh, about. <laughs> and then... Um, we we got out hot in that Sweden game. Like we we played really well, and I think everything was going in. And then we I think we had like not exaggerating like twelve posts in uh, against Romania, but we had those were all one goal games. Our our second game uh, against Hung, uh, against Hungary it was a one goal game, and then Slovakia who was really good. And Hungary had a bunch of EBEL players, or they had some experience uh, that really good, or I think it's called the Ursus League now, which would be like really good minor pro hockey over here, maybe even like East Coast, I would say. And so that was a one-goal game. Slovakia was a one-goal game. And then the semifinals, Romania was a one-goal game. So um, it was ultra competitive. Like it was, it was really good. And uh, we'll see, like, in, you know, how much more this develops and what countries will be in it again, you know, two years from now. And it'll be it'll be very interesting to see like, where the talent level goes. 
Really good stuff. We appreciate you coming on and uh, spending some time with us. And I got to know, did uh, you and Michael Rivera share some dad stories? Because you both got some really close to newborns. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think. <laughs> no wonder uh, you guys hit it off so well in that apartment. <laughs> yeah, he. Uh, it was funny because. They're probably we, both enjoying the, the quietness of the apartment. Yeah, that that's for sure. And we were uh, we were usually FaceTiming the girls at the same time. So one of us would get the hallway and one of us would get the room. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was it was it was nice. It was uh, it was it was it was good. And like you like we're all humans, right? We're all we're all uh, want to what's best for each other and learn from each other and grow from each other. And, yeah, it was it was cool. That's for sure. And we act, we're actually big softball softball dads this past weekend because uh frankie's daughter was in like we it's like compared to like the quebec triple a peewee tournament but for softball wow and his his daughter was in that while we were in romania so we were like in between periods we were watching on his phone uh his daughter's <laughs> softball game so that was that was actually who we were re- rooting for, for back on the home front oh i have to love it the power Gary, of technology. <laughs> yeah, you gotta love that, Gary. Thanks so much for uh, for joining us today. We'll catch up again real soon. Keep that bulldog tradition rolling, and uh, have a great summer. Okay. Awesome. Thank you, boys. Have a great summer. Talk to you later. All right. That's a head coach from Team USA, Adrian College, a ACHA M1 Coach of the Year finalist. Gary Estalis from Adrian College. Steve and I will be back in just a couple of minutes to wrap up another edition of the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast. Championship pedigree, world-class coaching, and first-class facilities are all a part of the ACHA experience at Adrian College. The Bulldogs look to raise their third national championship banner in the last five years at Arrington Ice Arena, one of the best facilities in all college hockey. Get a big school hockey feel all of the educational advantages of a private education. For more information, go to adrianbulldogs.com or adrian.edu. So you're a few weeks into the season and that brand new equipment bag is starting to get kind of funky. Those sweaty gloves and pads, yuck. Well, there's only so much you can do about it. But when that new pair of summer skates starts to pick up that scent, that's easy. Our customizable shower shoes go right into the washing machine, then air dry overnight, and they're ready for their next shift at the rink. Customizable for your team or with your favorite player's name and number, summer skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, are perfect for players in the desert or even for just wearing around the house. Head to IcetimeHockeyWest.com and click on the Summer Skates link to get your personalized koozies and shower shoes today. Play at the premier ACHA D1 men's program on the East Coast and prepare yourself for life and career at Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia. Sellout crowds, top competition, and championship aspirations await you on our picturesque campus with state-of-the-art facilities, gifted faculty, and over 700 programs of study to help you make an impact on and off the ice, as well as your community training as a champion for Christ. If your faith in yourself and your beliefs are equally as strong, see if Liberty Hockey and Liberty University is right for you. 
visit us at liberty.edu. As San Diego State begins its first season of ACHAM1 hockey, be a part of the foundation as the Aztecs look to build a new chapter in the city's long hockey history. In addition to our growing hockey program, the more than 36,000 SDSU students in our many degree programs, from bachelor's to doctorate, enjoy the best of higher education and lifestyle. Go to sdsu.edu to see if our unique, diverse experiences for you and visit sdsuhockey.com to support the top college hockey program in California. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Gensel banks it towards the goalie. Score. Kale McCarr. Campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. My goodness Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. UNLV Rebel Hockey, located in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, is proud to partner with Ice Time Hockey Southwest. As a premier ACHA Division I university, UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today. When you put on that Central Oklahoma Broncos jersey, you represent a championship culture on the ice and in the classroom. Two-time ACHA M1 national champions, four-time WCHL champions, and named a Best in the West College by U.S. News and World Report, UCO hits all of the benchmarks for an elite college hockey experience. Our Edmond, Oklahoma campus, which is just minutes from downtown Oklahoma City, has over 100 areas of study, and over 200 student organizations to help you find your fit. Whether it's our stunning 210-acre campus or our NCAA-level hockey environment, go to uco.edu or ucohockey.com and see if Oklahoma's Metropolitan University is for you. Hello, hockey fans. This is Jesse Lowell, captain of the Arizona Wildcats, and you are listening to the Great West College Hockey Podcast. Oklahoma Sooners Hockey, celebrating 20 years of big hits, 20 years of big saves, and 20 years of big goals. Go to OUHockey.net and get your season or single-game tickets to see the Sooners take on national powers, Minot State, Missouri State, and, of course, rival Central Oklahoma. Single-game tickets are just $10 apiece, while OU students and staff are free with their ID. Youth hockey players are also free if they wear their jerseys. 20 years of Oklahoma Sooners hockey, the action you crave, only faster. Welcome back to another segment of ITHSW Podcast's American Collegiate Hockey Top 20. All right, Casey Kasem here with you. Uh, sorry. 
Scott Strandy with you in Palm Springs tonight, uh, beautiful California. My new home, away from home slightly. Um, my co-host is always Stephen Marsh, joining me from that big, beautiful, vibrant, sparkling city of Las Vegas, Nevada. Stephen, you still it's... there? Or are you I'm, at T-Mobile already? <laughs> Not yet. As soon as the show's over, with, I'm, I'm darting down there. But uh, you know, you said home. Home. You know, you said the old, the old saying, "Home is where the heart heart is." Well, in this case, home is where the hockey is, and that's for you is in California at the moment. Uh, indeed, it is. I mean, every day when I uh, I leave the apartment and go down the road, I uh, see the Honda Center, and I just can't imagine what it's going to be like next season when uh, Connor Bedard is playing. Oh, did I say that, or was I just no? Anyway, uh, one of the Anaheim Ducks are uh, playing hockey there, and I'm going to be able to hopefully see quite a few games and a lot of our teams passing through. We'll find out in a few days in the draft lottery if they'll be the number one, have the number one pick or not. Yeah, I know they're uh, they're they're doing everything they can. I saw I saw Duckwing or whatever the uh, the mascot's name is, and he said Wildwing. Wildwing. Is that what it is? Wildwing. Yeah. Wildwing. Okay, there we go. I got it right. I got to learn. I got to (laughs) learn. Anyway, Wild Wing said uh, he wasn't superstitious. He was just a little stitious. <laughs> <laughs> a little stitious. I love that. <laughs> so anyway, that yeah, anyway, uh, not superstitious. Not just superstitious. A little, just, just a little, little stitious. Bit. But he knew everything he could to make sure Connor Bedard ended up with that Ducks logo on his chest. So um, we'll, we'll see how that all plays out. But um Lots of stuff. Uh, every time we talk to Gary, I learn something. It's like that was an that was a, can I just say Scott that was an awesome awesome interview. That was really that was really awesome. And we do we've had a lot of great interviews, but that was that was outstanding. This, oh, he's so good. Of, his insight there at the at the uh, World Cup of you know there in Romania was just it was awesome. World Cup of University University hockey. hockey I've yeah. got this <laughs> World Cup of University University hockey. I mean, just awesome and. And be able to give us different perspectives of things. I did ask him about McDonald's because you know it's most countries they have a McDonald's, but apparently that that area didn't have a McDonald's in it. So, <laughs> and how about his tie to to Hungary and Romania and and his native native area, if you will, or his heritage? Yeah. What what a thrill that must have been for him. Yeah, that has to be uh, awesome. That's just kind of an extra added bonus to to being able to go over there, represent the ACHA, bring these group of players from ACHA teams in the states. And play in that kind of a setting, and then just have that extra experience too of of that tie in too with his with his heritage and stuff with his. So that was that was that was cool, and uh, and obviously great experience for that, and just such a a you know I'm sure the players took a lot out of it, and and we 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 talk about how great these things are for the for the players that play in it and have an opportunity to compete. Because ultimately, it is them that's gonna you know the coaches obviously have an impact but the players are out there playing it they're the ones trying their hardest to get these wins but but the coaches and what they gain out of it i mean for the guys that all that got to participate in it it's just it that's just so cool and what he's going to do with the medal and get, get, you know they're going to get jerseys and he's going to he's going to put that up in his house like that's that's a cherished thing in, in his life now that he's a comp that he's been able to be a part of so that that's just awesome yeah and and think about this he's got a, him and michael rivera both have very young children um less than a year old gary's in gary's case one month so imagine being away from your newborn uh for 14 days right away like that that's got to be difficult not only on you but on your wife and uh, family as well <laughs> yes. so the support system is definitely there and 
Uh, it was fun to hear them say that Pro- they were Mother's Day from com- the hallway. And- <laughs> appropriate with Mother's Day coming up, too. Absolutely. To, 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 to recognize that, too, how important I'm sure that the roles in this were for them to be able to go and, and leave leave the newborns behind and, and, the, and, the, and, the women, and the mothers behind and, and to go out there and, and do that and be a part of this. I'm also going to shout out the ACHA because you know me. Sometimes I, I don't get critical on the ACHA. I get critical on the the system, uh, the computer system. So you do? Let, I'm not, I've never heard yeah. that. Let, I've never heard that from you before. Let's get this straight. I am not critical of ACHA hockey. I love ACHA you hockey. You just have a little gripe I, I with just, the way the the rankings I, are done. Yeah, I, I'm just a little not happy with computers. With it. And I get it. There, there's only a couple ways. Maybe one way you can do it, and I don't know how you improve it. But anyway. Um, but I want to say that they did a fantastic job about uh, promoting this from Romania. The Twitter account, the uh, the uh, the displays, and the information that they got back to us—it was almost like it was happening down the street. And uh, I thought that was just unbelievable. And if there was ever a time where the ACHA took a huge step forward in, in my book, it was uh, it was during this World Cup of University Hockey because. They put it out there, man. Everybody that maybe even was a, a novice ACHA fan was going like, wow, this is pretty big time. So uh, kudos, ACHA and everybody involved, Brian Moran and, and everybody that put that on. What what a great job you guys did. Even the, even the Twitter guy, he did a good job too. <laughs> yeah, yeah almost, anyway. treating, almost treating it to like the level of like the national tournament where we see all the yeah. content yep. and stuff come out for a national tournament during those uh, during that week or so um it kind of had that same sort of level of uh importance and and regularity uh with during throughout this absolutely so we got a couple minutes left and we got to get you on your way and i got to get on my way you quicker than me uh but anyway um there the national meetings coaches meetings were held last week in naples i don't know a whole lot that came out of it and I do want to end it on, uh, and we'll we'll dig into more of that as the summer goes on, if there are any changes or things like that. But um, it was interesting last night with Rick Zombo, who just came up from the ACHA ranks, leaving the ACHA um, category. And, and, and my co-host last night, Paul Hornstein, said to Rick, he goes, well, what's the summer like now, Rick, um, from ACHA to NCAA? And he said, well, in, in ACHA, this is when your recruiting starts. Because he said everybody that you're recruiting in the past uh, or earlier in the season thinks that they're going to be an NCAA Division One player, and about this time of year, um, the scholarships maybe don't appear, and guys fall through the cracks or just don't get selected or they run out of lockers or whatever. So now is when the ACHA coaches really get hitting it hard from April, May, June, and he said hopefully by June you got your roster solidified, but. I, feel, I thought that was really unique, the fact that, that that's the way it happens. So um, we got lots to talk about this summer. Stephen, thanks as always for the hard work and all the insight. Enjoy the game tonight. Uh, follow them along on Twitter, folks. We've got you covered AHL and NHL style. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of – I'm sure there's going to be quite a bit of content coming out of our Pro Hockey West Report Twitter account, at Pro Hockey underscore West, because I'll be uh, tweeting some stuff out. I'll mostly tweet from that account, and then uh, and then you'll be tweeting stuff from the uh, uh, from the Valley, AHL side, yep, from the AHL side, and stuff too. So there'll be a lot of stuff coming out there, and of course tomorrow on the Pro Hockey West Report podcast, we'll have uh, stuff on that and stuff that's been going on in the AHL playoffs and the NHL playoffs and whatever else we could fit into an hour. 
which won't be much because that won't take up a lot of, <laughs> as we saw last week, it, as we saw it with this show. By time so is going on, and here it is, 4, 429 uh, as we do this live here at this time. It's almost time to end this show. All right. Take it away, my friend. From the Summer Skate Studios, this is the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 podcast presented by IcetimeHockeyWest.com. Liberty University, bring your faith and your game to the premier ACHA M1 program on the East Coast. See us at liberty.edu, behind the mask and behindthemask.com. Your hockey superstore with three valley locations and across the country at behindthemask.com. University of Central Oklahoma, a top-ranked education and an elite college hockey experience. For more information, go to uco.edu or ucohockey.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas or 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson or catering your office party. We are the best of barbecue, Las Vegas style. UNLV Hockey. Follow the Skate and Rebels Championship Quest. For schedule and ticket information, go to rebelhockey.com. Top Golf. Play around. Food, fun, golf. Something for everyone at topgolf.com. Adrian College. Championship hockey culture and nationally rated small private School education at adrianbulldogs.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. With Caesars Rewards, members can enjoy rates as low as $10 a room. University of Arizona Hockey. Be a part of building not just a championship culture, but the future. Visit ArizonaWildcatHockey.org. Summer Skates. Order your custom koozies or sour shoes at summerskates.com and show off your game in comfort. San Diego State Hockey. Sun, sand, and hockey as well as a top Elite education at sdsu.edu and sdsu.com, sdsuhockey.com. Jets Pizza. Go to jetspizza.com to find the location near you and create your own unique pizza with all of our different crusts and fresh toppings. Oklahoma University Hockey, the action you crave only faster at ouhockey.net. And I just realized that was the open. That wasn't the close, but that's okay. <laughs> you got the same things in there. It's the same things in there. We just want to also remind you to follow. I'm trying to do this off the cuff now. Uh, follow us on our podcast, ITHSW Podcast. There we go. And this is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network, and we're live every week on the Podbean app. As I said, you can also find us on your favorite podcast platform at ITHSW Podcast, all one word. Again, search ITHSW Podcast, all one word. Subscribe, rate, and review any of our podcasts to help others find the show i should know this i've been reading this so many times and i do a lot of stuff ad lib so there you go but that's uh <laughs> all right drive safely down to t-mobile and uh good luck tonight uh, to the vegas golden knights the edmonton oilers as they do battle come out of it safely guys and have a great game good night everybody good night everyone